This podcast is brought to you by NeuroCreative Studio, the number one provider of one-to-one applied neuroscience coaching and development programs designed to enhance your creativity and effectiveness. Find out more at neurocreative.studio. You're listening to the Ambition Incubator podcast, and I'm your host, Deirdre Morrison. My thing is helping people understand how our brains work so that we can be better and do better in any area of life that's important to us. So as well as bite-sized brain science, I'll be bringing you interviews and advice from experts and guests who specialize in working with entrepreneurs and leaders to help them explore potential, possibilities, and ways to be more effective. And the best bit? We can start right now. Every now and again, I get to talk to someone who seems to be operating on a different level. Kevin Palmieri is one of those people. He's the creator of Next Level University, a platform he uses to deliver heartfelt, no BS content to his dream-chasing listeners. And boy, has he been committed to this. Sharing content seven days a week, Kevin and his business partner, Alan, have created over a thousand episodes for their listeners. And while we do get into some podcasting nitty-gritty, The real value in this interview is in the discussion around going beyond your comfort zone and the importance of finding role models and even becoming the role model that you might have wanted for yourself. Kevin, there's a question that I'd really like to ask you to start with. You've now got something like, uh, it's more than a thousand episodes for your podcast, right? Yes, 1,031, I think. How did that appear? I mean, if, if you had tried to think of that when you were doing your first or your 10th episode, what would you have thought, what would have run through your mind with that kind of a number? Uh, I think the number one thing that would have run through my mind is the word impossible. That's not, that is not something I expected. One of my favorite quotes and one of my favorite thought processes, Deirdre, is we don't see where people start. We only see where they are and we do not see where we are capable of going. We only see where we are. And at the beginning, for me, it was just one episode at a time. Mm. And I really think, and I it's funny to say, but my thought process was I just have to either get good enough, make enough money, or show up enough to get to the next episode. Mm. That That's how it was for me is like, I just have to get to the next one. I just have to get to the next one. I have to get to the next one. And eventually we got to 100 and then 200, 500 was a milestone. And then after 500, it was like, okay, the next thing we'll celebrate is a thousand. And now it'll probably be every thousand after mm-hmm. that, I guess. You're putting out seven episodes a week, Kevin, as well. So this, this, yes. is, uh, this is quite unusual, I think. Not many people are doing that many episodes. Um, yeah. So again, th- this, is, this takes a lot of discipline and a lot of consistency to make sure that you've got that organized. How do you manage that? How do you how do you prepare for that? How do you um, make sure that it is happening consistently and that you you don't burn out, basically? Yeah. So I would say that us as a company and Alan and I as a partnership. So I have a a business partner, co-host, co-founder, CEO. We have this built in accountability where I might have a bad day. I might not want to record, but I know if I don't show up, I'm letting Alan down. And vice versa. So number one, we have this accountability that is built in, which is the most wonderful thing in the world. And that definitely, definitely helps us. But I think even at a deeper, a deeper level, the reason we're doing this is way bigger than the podcast. And I think that often people will ask me that, Deirdre, they'll say, how do you, how do you do it consistently? How do you show up? 
it's just, it's not about me. Hmm. I really think of it that way of whether I feel like doing it or not, it doesn't matter. It's not about me. It's not necessarily about me enjoying doing the episode. It's about me impacting the people that are listening. We do seven episodes a week because there's seven days. If there was another day of the week, we would have to come up with another topic for an eighth because our thing is being in your pocket every day from any anywhere in the world for free. Mm-hmm. And that's just the mission statement. So for us, we believe in the power of 1% improvements every day. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we really want to help our community at the deepest level, we have to be there every day. And, and that's that extra motivation. And now I think we wear it as a badge of honor. And it's yeah. definitely become part of our identity is we say it all the time on the podcast. We won't miss mm. we, whatever it takes. We will not miss. If I can't show up, Alan will. If Alan can't, I will. We'll figure out a way to get it done. And I just think it's it's bigger than us. That would be the the through line. It's just it's not about me. It's not about Alan. It's not about money. It's about impacting the world in a positive way. Yeah, I love that because um, I, I've definitely seen that for a number of people who are, you know, who would tend to be reticent about putting themselves forward for things. But as soon mm. as it becomes about showing up for other people, it, as soon as it becomes that thing of being bigger than them, all that goes, all the inhibition goes because it's it's now an act of service. Yeah, 100%. And it's it's forced me, and we talked a little bit about this in the preamble, but it's forced me to get out of my comfort zone mm. so often that I am a completely different human being because I have the opportunity to constantly get outside of my comfort zone. So when you are, um, when you're planning your episodes, Kevin, and I know we're kind of, we're really getting into the the technicalities of of podcasts and so on here, but um, it it is fascinating because you've been doing this so consistently for so long. Um, Mm -hmm. Where do you draw your inspiration from? I literally ask myself, so we have a couple avatars that we created Mm. and we've created them as real human beings so i say what does this person need what Mm. does this person so we appeal to dream chasers it's heart driven but no bs holistic self-improvement for dream chasers that is our our through line so i always ask myself what does this person need what and and another thing i do is i try to look at the the experiences that i've had lately and then i try to figure out what is a lesson i can pull from them that's always kind of my my thought process. But I always go to who is listening, where are they in their journey, what do they need, and how can we deliver that in a heart-driven way through story, through lessons, river, whatever it may be. So in terms of uh in terms of the dedication and consistency that it takes to put out seven episodes a week, were you that kid, Kevin? Was that how you have always been, or is this something you've developed? No, I was quite the opposite. I uh I was really good at baseball growing up. Like I was a I was an all-star baseball player. I got recruited by some travel teams. I was always one of the better ones in the league, but I don't think it was because of my commitment and my focus on improvement. I think I was just naturally good at sports. In a way, I think I've always kind of tried to do the bare minimum. And is, <laughs> I love is your honesty. negative is <laughs> I I got to be honest. I got to be honest. I think that one of the things and one of the reasons behind that is I don't think I ever believed I could be the best at something. Mm. And after it took me 150 podcast episodes to actually feel confident as a podcaster, Mm. which most people quit long before that, understandably so. 
And I think I got to the point where I actually believed I could be really, really, really good at this. And then it was like, okay, well, what if I actually dedicate myself? Because I've gotten pretty good results out of life in a lot of arenas where I didn't really dedicate myself. So imagine if I go all in on this. So no, and to your point or to your question, no, I was definitely not this person. I always say this, you would not recognize. So if you talk to this Kevin today, you would not recognize Kevin five years ago. Mm-hmm. Never mind as a child. It, it, it's a completely different version of Kevin for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is great, isn't it? Knowing and hearing from somebody who's in the process of doing this that, they, you know, we are not ever a finished mm-hmm. product, that there's always yes. room to improve. There's always room to learn and grow and change. So in in that journey, in that um, in that process of change, what has been the thing that has, A, most facilitated that change for you, and B, most motivated that change? I would say, I would say that the facilitation has come from constantly, I won't even say consistently, constantly being outside of what I'm capable of. I'm kind of always, so we interviewed Stephen Kotler and Stephen Mm -hmm. Kotler wrote a book called The Art of Impossible. And he talks about the challenge skills sweet spot. Mm -hmm. It's just outside of your comfort zone. I have been there, I think, for the last five years. And occasionally I have been way too far out where I got anxiety and I was down for the count for a little bit. But I think the biggest thing that changed is it's this weird thing where When you don't believe something is possible for you, you don't try. But when you try something and it goes a little bit better than you expect, you can see the next peak on the mountain. You can say, well, maybe I can get to that. Mm. That has been the biggest thing for me is I'm consistently outside of my comfort zone and I'm forced to learn, I'm forced to grow, and I'm forced to evolve. And I think the motivation behind all that is, number one, the community but I really, really, really am proud of what we've created. There, there was not a lot of fulfillment in my life before this. And I realize at a deep level now that, and it's a heavy burden, but if I want to continue this journey, I have to get better. The second I stop getting better, I'm not able to effectively lead. I'm not able to add value on the podcast. So it's this built-in, if I want to do this forever, I have to get better forever. If I ever want to stop, then I can stop learning, growing, and evolving. But it's that double-edged sword of of kind of, it's the inspiration and it's the necessity that I need to make sure I keep going. Yeah, yeah. And in in the in the, the time before or that you were thinking about doing this, you were thinking about starting this, was there was there a figure or a role model that you thought, you know what, if only I could be like this mm-hmm. person or that person? Who were the people that you were looking up to at that stage? Uh, the number one for me was Joe Rogan. I think Joe Rogan has helped more people start podcasts than anybody on the planet. I think that uh, there was a part of me that said, if I could just sit down and have awesome conversations with cool people, I feel like that'd be a really cool job. Mm. I feel like that would be a really, really cool job. And it's interesting, Deirdre, because I started in podcasting by accident. So Alan, the CEO, the co-founder, the co-host, he had a podcast and it was kind of like, it was kind of a podcast. It wasn't really, it was more of like an interview series, but he had me on his show. And after the interview, he went to the bathroom and my other buddy, Andrew was there. And I said, imagine if you could do that for a living. Like we just talked for an hour and a half and it went by in the snap of a finger. Mm -hmm. 
imagine if you could do that for a living. And he said, well, you can. I mean, there's people who do it. And I researched the equipment we needed and I went out and bought it and I started a podcast by myself. And that was, it was very accidental. It, it wasn't like I had this planned. I didn't reverse engineer most of it. Mm. But when, when I started, that was like, oh, okay, this is something that I feel very pulled to do. And I actually feel like I'm growing and contributing towards something greater than myself, which was the first time for me to feel that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because I remember when I started doing this one, part of my part of my reason was that, you know, I had these ideas and concepts that I was learning about um, that I could then share. And obviously, you know, when you try to explain something to someone, you have to really understand it in order to mm-hmm. do that. But then when I started having guests on and interviewing and having, like you say, these really cool conversations with interesting people, it, it just it became something different as well. And I think that's maybe one of the things that people don't necessarily think about in terms of podcasting when they start out is that it's it's actually a phenomenal way to to meet people and to network with people. And, you yep. know, the, the, the number of um, just outstanding people that I have met um, and the work that they're doing and you get exposed to so many ideas on this. It's it, it is really yep. amazing, isn't it? There's there's benefits way beyond what people see. I, I think that I've learned so much. People ask me that all the time. Like, what's the number one thing you've learned from podcasting? As much as I'd like to say some guest came on and changed the paradigm of the way I th- I think, we've had people do that, of course. But I think I've learned more about me. I've learned so much about myself by sticking this microphone in front of my face mm. and getting on here and seeing what happens. Th- there's something about that. There's something about you embarking on a journey. And what comes with that is amazing. The the connections, the opportunity, the mastery, the impact. There's so many things that come with it. But it's one of those things where you don't necessarily know what you're signing up for. Yeah. And that's the unknown. That's the uncertainty, isn't it? And that's, you yes. know, that is yes. getting into that uh, outside of the comfort zone a little bit as well. Um, it, yeah. Do you know, when you were talking about that, uh, getting outside of the comfort zone there a few minutes ago, it, it reminded me of... Um, uh, one of my colleagues uh, helps people um, to experience cold water swimming. Now, we have very mm. cold water here. I don't know how cold your water is there, but it's really cold here. <laughs> but it's it's almost like, um, you know, it helps the nervous system to reset a little bit and it helps your body to understand that feeling that fear is not life threatening, that you can actually mm. feel fear and still get through and move beyond that. Um, and, you know, in terms of anxiety and so on, that's that's such a benefit for people to be able to calibrate their bodies. And, and, you know, again, coming back to this thing of doing something that is beyond where you're really that comfortable. Um, yeah, it is great. I think there's there's hard no's. That's like that's where people I think people mistake their hard no's for I'm kind of afraid. Mm. So for the longest time, Deidre, I was a hard no on airplanes. I do not like them. I don't understand how it works. It doesn't make any sense that that thing stays up in the air. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. So I started doing research on planes and understanding what is turbulence. Mm. Why does the engine wind down after you take off and you're in the air? Like, what is that about? Is that normal? What is this feeling? What are the dings? What does all this mean? So I try to raise my awareness. Mm. So now I'm okay with planes. It's still very, very scary for me, but it's not a hard no. So my fiance and I are going to Colorado at the end of the month to elope. And she said, will you do a hot air balloon for me or with me? Not for me, but it is more for her than it is for me. And I researched it and it said, oh, it's safer than air travel. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> okay. 
She asked me the next day, she said, will you paraglide with me? That's a hard no. For me right now, that is a hard no. I am not currently capable of going that far outside of my comfort zone. The hot air balloon was would have been a, a hard no if I didn't focus on getting out of my comfort zone with flying. Mm. So that's what I mean when I say, Every time you get out of your comfort zone, you can see at least see the next peak. Yeah. You might not be ready for it yet, but you might look at it a little bit differently. And it very much is the chicken or the egg. Mm. If you don't get out of your comfort zone the first time, you don't get exposed to the potential thing that's outside of your comfort zone. And it's this never ending cycle. And I think that's one of the things that the podcast has done. It's every day I'm out of my I'm out of my comfort zone right now, less than ever, mm. because I do this so often, but it's still you know, this is some people's biggest fear is being interviewed. Yeah. Right. And that's something that happens for me every day. So that's another thing is after this, I'll be a little bit more confident mm -hmm. as long as this goes well. And I don't mess this whole thing up. But. Oh, well, look, I've had enough technicals in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the other thing I wanted to ask you about is, of course, Next Level University. Tell us a little bit about that. What What is it for? What does it do? Why should people pay attention? Yeah, so the podcast is the main piece of Next Level University. Our podcast is, it's heart-driven, but no BS holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. That's, that's what we are about. We are about bringing value to our audience every single day with the least amount of asks possible. Like we don't, we don't do ads. We don't want sponsorships. That's not what it's about for us. So why should people pay attention? I think people that want to get better, mm. they want to learn from people who are also trying to get better every single day. And I think that Alan and I really, really try to practice what we preach. Mm. That's very important to us that we're leading by example. So that's that's why it's important. And it's very important to us. And I think it's important to the world. I think if there was more self-improvement and a higher level of self-improvement and a higher level of awareness, a lot of, a lot of the problems we have in the world probably wouldn't be there because people would be aware enough to understand why they're doing what they're doing. And we have a bunch of other businesses within the business, but the main thing for us is the podcast. And we're just, we're just very blessed that we get to do that every single day. And we're very blessed that we have an amazing community and it's just wonderful. It's wonderful to be able to add value. I really think that is the name of the game. A lot of people think starting a business is about money. I think a business is about value. Mm -hmm. And the more value you make, the ultimately, the more money you will make. But it's not about the money. You need money, but you need value more than you need money. Yeah, yeah. yeah I totally, totally agree. And I think, you know, this is, it goes back a little bit as well to what we were talking about earlier, you know, that once something becomes bigger than you or your needs or your desires, then it uh, it really takes off and it becomes a far more engaged and innovative space in which you can create and collaborate with so many more people. Yeah, it, it forces you to be a, a different version. Mm. I remember we talked about uh, neuroplasticity in the in the opening of this or in the preamble. I was talking to my fiance the other day. I said, I just had an 18 hour day. And. I think we ended with Alan and I recording and we were having this like very deep conversation. And I told Taryn, Taryn's my fiance. I said, I can really see the growth because at one point I used to have to tell Alan, Hey, I can't do anymore. Like I have a headache. My head hurts because we've been talking so deeply for so long. Now it's kind of easy. Mm. And it, that really connected for me of like, these reps are really, really, really paying off, but it just takes so long to see them. Mm. 
It just takes so long to see them, but I never would have done what I'm doing if it wasn't for a greater purpose. So it's all connected. Yeah. Yeah. It's that one step at a time, but also making sure that you do take the time to appreciate Mm -hmm. what they call the reverse gap Mm -hmm. and doing that review and going, you know, okay, look, we have made progress because it can still look like an awfully long way to the top if you don't actually stop to look around. Yes. A hundred percent. I think the question that I still need to ask you is, who were the people that you saw as your um, your role models and the people that you wanted to be like? Yeah, it's interesting. Somebody asked me that the other day. I think I've always, early on, I looked up to Joe Rogan as a podcaster, and he seemed like a very value-driven man, which I, I enjoyed as well. But I grew up raised by my mom and my grandmother. I didn't have a lot of positive male role models in my life. And I think I've always kind of struggled to find that. Mm. I, I really do. I still, to this day, Alan's probably the the best role model I have in terms of a positive male role model. I mean, I have I have a really, another good friend named Matt. He's a very, very good human being. I don't, I struggled with that, Deirdre, honestly. Mm. I I always was looking for somebody who had everything that I valued, right? So that's why we do health, wealth, and love because- we had mentors that were very wealthy, but their relationships weren't good Mm. or they were in really good shape, but they didn't understand how to make money and impact the world. So candidly, it's, it's actually been quite a challenge for me to find people that I look up to. And I think in a weird way, and Alan and I have had this conversation many times, Alan was raised by his mom and his sister because his father passed away when he was young. I believe that Alan and I are trying to be the role models that we needed. Mm. I think that's kind of, even a deeper layer of why we're doing this and why we're working so hard on character. It's, I don't know that, I don't know that I'm going to find what I was looking for. And I think I'm trying to be what somebody else might be Mm. candidly. That's a really interesting insight. Thank you for sharing that, Kevin. Of course, of course. And I, I think it's, it's, it is something that is very important that, you know, we, when something is maybe not in place for us that we can't assume it, that we then get to create that. We then get to look at that and I guess see what they what what we would like it to be rather than just accept what we have always known. And, you know, I mean, we, we do get things handed down. We get beliefs and um, behaviors and all the rest of it handed down through the generations. So taking this into your own hands and um, looking for something, I guess, that uh, that is very meaningful. And, and I guess that represents the an ecosystem, you know, it's not just about the the business, it's not just about the lifestyle, it's not just about, the, it, it's about everything that goes together to make up a meaningful life, right? Yeah, health, wealth, and love is, that's the game we're playing. I don't want uh, my my bank account to be overflowing and me to be lonely and, and have a terrible relationship. Mm. I And I think one of the interesting things and the most valuable thing really is Alan and I both found quote unquote success in our mid twenties, mm. and we realized, oh, that's not what we wanted. Yeah, we have a lot of money, but it's it, we're missing everything else, and it's almost like we had our midlife crisis at twenty six. <laughs> we both had it at the same time in our lives, and I think that helped us figure out, okay, what's really important here? Mm. What's really important? We didn't make any money podcasting for the first two years, two and a half years. But what we were doing is we were really working on our characters, mm. having conversations of hey, I can't spend time with this person anymore because this person delivers negative energy to me and I'm not myself around them. Mm. Like that kind of conversation. Or 
I, you know, I want to be more inclusive and make sure I'm including people with the way I talk. And I want to make sure that I am not offending anybody. And I want to get rid of swearing as much as I used to. It was a lot of looking in the mirror, the proverbial mirror and saying, look, we have to be better men. Mm. And that's, that's very challenging for sure. Mm. I have no doubt that it is a challenge that you will rise to admirably, Kevin. Um, And yeah, thank you for that very thought-provoking view on things. I I, I am grateful to you for sharing that. Of course. So um, we will put all the contact details for you and details of the podcast and everything in the um, in the show notes. Is there any is there one place that you would like to direct people to um, before we wrap up? Um, the best place if you want to see what's going on is nextleveluniverse.com. The website has everything you really need to know. And if you want to uh, contact me on social media, Instagram is the best place. I am at neverquitkid. So if you want to chat, uh, send me a message. I'll get back to you, I promise. Never quit, kid. Love it. That's All right. me. Thank you, Kevin. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, Deirdre. You're still here? Great. Look, I know there's a lot to choose from out there, so thanks for flying with Ambition Incubator Airlines, and I look forward to seeing you on board again soon. Seriously, though, thank you for tuning in. My guests and I love hearing about what inspires you on the show and what advice has made a difference in your life or work and what you'd like more of. So get in touch. If you want to know about my other work, head over to ambitionincubator.com for details. And don't forget to hit subscribe for more great interviews, advice, and bite-sized brain science every week. 